Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome back in afternoons with Staffy in association with Gold, gold.nz. That's where you go and find out where your local is and sign up for the notification. It's great to have their company. And I tell you what, it's great to have Zade's company in studio and it's just getting greater and greater because online live from New York City is uh, Ravinda Hunia. Rav, welcome in. Hope you're well. Oh, look, I'm well. We have, I think, New Zealand's superest of the super fans of UFC in studio, co-hosting with me today, Rav, for the next few minutes. Uh, so Zaid is on deck here. Um, say good day, Zaid. Hello. Good afternoon. Well, won't be afternoon. Probably Hi, Dave. Hi. Now, <laughs> Rev, we saw you at the press um, yesterday, the microphones were everywhere. The the journalists were everywhere. It looked such a buzz. New York looked like they've responded to this uh, two eight one card. They definitely have, and it's actually really exciting to see. Because I mean, the last thing you'd want to do is fly to the other side and it not be that way. Um, but you'd be walking down Broadway. You're in Times Square. There's big, massive, you know, lights and billboards and everything. The whole city is you know, really amped for this card and we're actually quite lucky enough to be staying in the Fighters Hotel. So they're just walking around like us mere mortals. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really great buzz right now. So four Kiwis on the card. I'm going to hand over to Zayden. He can, he can just ask the questions he needs to ask about these four Kiwi fights. As I say, he's a, he's a massive UFC <laughs> man. Zayden, you're, you have a chat to Rev. Um, so um, how's everything been going with uh, Carlos Olberg? He's got um, the fight ahead of R- Romanian, is it N- Nikolai? Nikolai? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, he's obviously coming off a big first-round knockout against, is it Nchikawi or whatever his name was? So um, he's obviously probably feeling yes. pre- pretty good. What's what's kind of his uh, mood from your interviews that you've um, had with him this week? Yes, yeah, so well, I was fortunate enough to speak to him yesterday, and he was actually really calm and... Um, very confident. So he said that, you know, time in that, they're staying in that big mansion out of, just out of New York City. And he said, you know, spending time with the group and there's like 50 of them that have come over from Auckland all staying together. He's feeling supported, um, trained up to the max. And of course, you mentioned he's coming off that win. So he's very, very confident. Um, Yeah. And just strangely calm. I would think so close to fight, you know, to the fight night that um, there would be a little bit of, you know, maybe excitement or a bit of heat. But no, he is absolutely calm. And so that's a good sign ahead of a big fight for him. Um, what do you think about Brad Riddell versus um, Hinato Moyakano? Obviously, uh, um, he's versing a Brazilian. Does he does he have much uh, good grappling with Moyakano being a grappler? Um, obviously, Brad Riddell is coming off a few losses. So how does he feel like he's going to bounce back? Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a it's a clash of two very different styles. So obviously Brad will want to keep this fight on the feet. He's a striker by trade and a very good one at that. And, um, you know, that first loss he had against his own friend, um, Rafael Fazir, you know, he got caught 
um, and knocked out, unfortunately. And then the second one, um, Jalen Turner, he, you know, got um, hit to the body and then um, got submitted. So he will want to keep this fight to the feet and be fighting to his own strengths because it feels like in those last two fights, although he was doing well against Fiziev, you know, he kind of lost control of, you know, what he was doing in his game and, and, and what he can bring to the table. So he'll want to come out early. Striking the way he strikes, get comfortable in his own skin and keep that fight definitely standing because uh, although he does have good defence, the CK boys do train that defence, their wheelhouse is most definitely on the feet. And what do we think about Dan Hooker? He's um, opening the main card, so another big fight for him. He's versing a Peruvian and Claudio Puyo. We know he's known for his grappling, um, for his leg locks, and Dan Hooker's coming off two two-minute uh, losses, one to Arnold Allen, and obviously Arnold Allen's picked up another one against Calvin Cater, and a quick submission mm. to Islan Makachev went down the fly, uh, went down, sorry, to featherweight. If he loses this fight, do you think it's career-ending? Um, so what do you think happens if he loses this fight? And obviously, if he wins a fight while well, his career is still alive, but he's um, been around mm. since 2014, so just wondering what you think the mood's been around Dan Hooker as well this week? Yeah, that's a great question because I can probably pretty much guarantee he could be asking those questions of himself so far in his career, like you've mentioned. And I think I, I don't give him a pass for that lo- loss against Islam Makachev. He didn't have a camp to prepare for Islam. The result might not have changed, but I think there would have been a bit more of a battle there in terms of at least preparing for you know the monster that is now the lightweight champion, Islam Makachev. And as for his last fight, yep, it didn't go his way. He went down to featherweight. He, I, from my understanding, was advised not to do that. But, you know, he is looking for that success. He's looking for ways to bounce back in his career. And so now coming back to the lightweight division, I think, is a, you know, a better choice for him. He's back at a heavier, healthier weight. And this is the fight, like, a lot like Brad Riddell. It's, you know, not, well, Brad's probably isn't career-defining, but Dan certainly is. He doesn't want to be the gatekeeper of that lightweight division. He wants to prove a point that he does still have it, that he does still, you know, want to be that title contender or at least be, you know, hovering in that top 10. As for the future with Dan Hooker, that's, I feel, totally up to him. You know, he has to maybe, you know, sit in the division um, and, and just try and get that groove back. But a win will most definitely help with, you know, the confidence to at least move forward. And we'll get on to the main event now. Um, we've got Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. Um, Alex Pereira beat him in two kickboxing fights. Uh, maybe both controversial. Um, the first one, Israel Adesanya lost in a decision. And then the second one, Israel Adesanya got mm. knocked out, but he had a standing eight count, and the ref let um, Alex Pereira recovered. Um, it was in Brazil, so that doesn't sound too good either, you know? <laughs> there might be a bit something going on there, but... Um, mm. It's different MMA. Israel Adesanya hasn't lost a bout in a long time. Um, he won it against Robert Whitaker back in 2019 um, at Marvel Stadium, and he hasn't lost it since then. Um, it's, what do you think? Do you think mm. it will be a 25-minute a kickboxing fight, pretty much? It quite possibly could be. I think it just depends on, you know, if the fight is brought to Israel. Israel's type of fighter, you know, he's been criticized for not having exciting fights of late because he's that type of fighter that if you don't take a fight to him, he's not going to come to you. And, and I think he has every right to, to feel and act that way as the champion. If you want the bout, go and take it. So I think if Alex Pereira brings that fight to him, then we're going to see a really exciting match. I don't see it going five rounds, though. I think in a striking match like that, in the high caliber of these two gentlemen, I don't think it'll go five rounds. I don't think they'd be able to take that kind of, you know, yeah. 
battle trauma, you know, hit for that amount of time. But then if you think back to Calvin Gastelum, that was an absolute war between um, Israel and Gastelum. So it very well could, but I don't think it will. And when we think about, you know, those two losses that Izzy suffered um, with the hand of uh, Alex Pereira, those were, that was a long time ago. You know, that was before, you know, the big time. And I think once you hit the UFC, your, not only your um, skills and things advance and improve, but so too your mental strength. And I think that sometimes people underestimate the power of Israel Adesanya's mental strength. It's very, very strong. It's freakishly strong. And if Alex Pereira can survive that and get the better of skills, then he might be a chance. But I just don't think that Alex Pereira has had the time um, to evolve like Izzy has on a platform like the UFC. So you're thinking maybe Adesanya by knockout or something like that? Possibly. <laughs> Alex Pereira takes the fight to him, then this fight will be finished. Okay. Israel Adesanya, yeah. Rev. We're talking to Rev Hunia uh, live out of New York, Madison Square Gardens, where, where it's going to be. Can you try and paint a picture for us about the regard and the impact Israel has had? Like he, he's 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 big news in New Zealand, but I feel like he's bigger news internationally. Can you tell us what the what the footprint of him and the other fighters are that you've seen in and around New York? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. He is much bigger um, outside of New Zealand, and I think that's because MMA is much bigger outside of New Zealand. You know, started um, the show UFC on Sky with Sky Sport only this year, but MMA has been around for a very long time. So it's still like, not in its infancy, but still very much in its education time out for public. You know, it's not, it's not mainstream like rugby and things like that. So when you step outside of that and you come to a place like America, which is, you know, pretty much the home of, combat sport right now, it's no wonder that, you know, he is a champion in the middleweight division, has been so for three years and is treated as such. Uh, when we were, um, you know, uh, fighters were coming in and out for their interviews, but as soon as Israel stepped into that room, everyone stopped what they were doing and paid attention. It was actually quite, you know, eerie because we haven't been around that at all and we haven't seen, you know, this gravity that he seems to pull um, with other people, but all media stopped what they were doing. Anyone else, the entourage, you know, it was kind of like a demand for attention without asking for it. And that is the pull that he has. And you could see that at the press conference yesterday as well, when he was up on stage, everyone was cheering for him. He's definitely a fan favourite. And yeah, it's just it's just a different beast. And I, I've never really recognised before, but coming to New York, absolutely he has that pull here. And he looks really comfortable with his... Uh, I was going to say with his celebrity, but with with his standing, like it, he's grown into his celebrity status really comfortably. Um, I'm not saying he welcomes it, but I feel like he handles it really, really well. Hmm. And I think that comes down to his personality too, right? Um, some people are out for it, and some people aren't. And what you know, a lot of people don't really understand is that when you get to perform on a stage like the UFC, it's exactly that. It's a stage. You know, they're not actors or anything like that, but there is more to it than just being a great fighter. You have to have that mental strength. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to handle what people are, you know, saying to you, writing about you. Um, You know, people have a lot of courage, you know, on social media and things like that. All these factors come into play, and some people are cut out for it, and other people just aren't. And I think for him over the years, not only being in the UFC, but being a champion, 
um, he's been able to sharpen those tools as well as the fighting ones. Hey, Rev, I really appreciate your time, and I'm sure... Um, have you got one last question, Zade, or you just want to say thanks? Yeah, one last question then. Yep. Um, if all going to well, what? and if all going to well, if... If there's some good knockouts, could this potentially be the best card of the year for UFC? Say that again, sorry. If all the fights go well on the main card, could this be mm. could this be one of the best cards of the year, do you think? I think absolutely. And if all four of our Kiwi guys do well in particular, that's history in the making, not only for New Zealand mixed martial arts, but world martial arts as well. A little nation in New Zealand coming up and getting those results. It's, it's history in the making them just being there, let alone two on the main card and four on the card, um, you know, all together. So I definitely think that this is the card of the year. But again, I'm, I'm a bit biased with, with our kills. Yeah, same. But I think no matter the result, yeah, no matter the result, I think this is the biggest card of the year, most definitely. And we'll go down in history no matter what. Okay, thank, thanks for your time from um, New York. And yeah, hopefully you have a good time watching the fights on Saturday in New York and Sunday in New Zealand. And hopefully the boys from CKB can get four wins and um, do the CKB takeover as usual. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely, Dave. Thanks, Rev. That was brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us out in New York. Really appreciate it. No problem. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91